Well, there's a new report out today regarding single-use plastics, and joining us to discuss is Karen Worsig. She's with the group Environmental Defense and joins us now here on 640 Toronto. Karen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Uh, The headline here is that the majority of single-use plastics actually come from a minority of companies? That's right. It's a, a surprisingly small number of companies produce near more than half of the single use plastic or the the source the polymers for the the single use plastics around the world just 20 companies it's quite uh, information is our friend i think when we're talking about pollution and so this this report is very helpful yeah i think that this really is surprising for a lot of people to hear that just 20 companies in this country account for more than half of the single use plastics so having said that does that help us when it comes to single use uh, plastics and uh, kind of trying to get rid of them, if you will, or the decline in their use, if we know that uh, there's just a certain amount of companies that are actually producing them? Well, and in fact, it's many fewer companies in Canada. Uh, This 20 companies is around the world. There are about 300 companies altogether, of which 100 companies around the world account for 90% of the polymers that are made into single-use plastics. So in Canada, we're talking about very, very few companies. In fact, probably two or three uh, Dow Chemical and Nova Plastics would be the top two in Canada. Um, And I think it's helpful just so that we know these are not companies that people necessarily know very well because they don't put their names on the things we use every day. Their names are not on the packaging. Um, I think as the report points out, environmentalists have often turned to or have called out the companies that actually use the packaging and put their names on it, like Coca-Cola is one of those. Um, But, you know, Coca-Cola does not take the oil out of the ground and make the plastic polymers out of it. They get that that's supplied by these other companies. And it's helpful to put our finger on that and to understand what that supply chain is so that we we can start to take steps to change how we use, well, to stop using so much fossil fuel in the first place to make plastic that just gets thrown away um, and to, to start transitioning to other types of packaging, durable, reusable packaging for one, um, that, that, that can be plastic but not necessarily and to get rid of packaging where we can yeah where are we in the battle against single-use plastics because i think it feels to the average person that we're using you know reusable bags more and more to go to the store to go to the grocery store uh, that sort of thing so it feels as if uh, progress is uh, being made but do the numbers bear that out the numbers unfortunately as i was mentioning before data is our friend and data is usually lagging uh you know we we don't exactly know what's going on right now early in the pandemic um there were estimates around the world that we were using two and a half to three times more single-use plastics than before the COVID 19 pandemic that may just on anecdotal evidence have calmed down as people are are now again more comfortable using um reusables uh, but where I think the most important thing that's happened in Canada is that last week the federal government listed plastics under the Canadian Environmental Protection Act as, as harmful to the environment and will now be required under that law to take some action. And the first um, regulatory action they plan to take is to ban six single-use plastics outright so that we would stop using things like plastic straws, checkout bags, uh, plastic cutlery in certain plastic takeout containers, uh, six-pack rings, and stir sticks. 
And that, well, doesn't, those items don't represent a massive amount of plastic. It's important to stop using these single-use plastics that really end up littered, very commonly littered, but also almost impossible to recycle. Yeah, you mentioned that under the Canadian Environmental Protection Act, and I understand that, as a matter of fact, the plastics and chemical industry, they've launched a judicial uh, review uh, regarding uh, the listing of uh, plastic as toxic? Yeah, it's very disappointing that the industry is basically saying, listen, all we need to do is better recycling. We don't need to make any other laws or to take any other action under Environmental Protection Act to um, to prevent plastic pollution. And, and really, the plastics industry is saying, don't regulate us. Just trust us to uh, try to improve recycling and let us keep doing what we do. And I think we're at a point in the world, and certainly in Canada, where we're not prepared to just turn a blind eye to what the plastics and petrochemical industry is doing. Um, They're filling up our rivers and lakes and oceans. They're filling up our landfills and incinerators with plastic. And enough is enough. Um, So we are are confident that this, this judicial review will not succeed. On the other hand, it's a distraction and it's an unfortunate distraction from companies that really should accept their responsibility for plastic pollution and figure out how themselves, how to change, uh, you know, the course of the economy. Well, I know the plastics industry, they're arguing that the world does need plastic to live sustainably and that uh, they claim they're innovating, investing in efforts to create uh, a world where uh, plastics can can exist. Uh, are all plastics necessarily uh, bad, do you think, uh, Karen, or is there room in the world for, for some plastics? I think there is room in the world for some plastics. We know we notice in, for example, in, in some transportation functions when plastics replace heavier um, materials like metals, it means it takes less energy to move from A to B. These kinds of things um, are, are probably useful. Uh, plastic is probably useful for these kinds of purposes. That said, it, we have to make sure that this is plastic that doesn't contain other toxins that are difficult to recycle at the end of their useful life. We have to make sure we have programs in place to recycle the kinds of plastics that is in, in vehicles at the end of life. Um, and these are systems we still need to set up. These don't exist yet. And just uh, finally, for those that are listening and might not think that plastics are, are a big deal, that they are necessary, just what sort of uh, damage is being done to uh, our environment uh, right now? In particular, I'm thinking about the, the oceans, and I think we've all seen news reports and uh, documentaries that have uh, you know, really detailed uh, a lot of the plastics waste that sadly ends up in our waterways and in our oceans. Yeah, so the damage, I mean, overall, there there's an estimate that there will be more plastic by weight than fish in the ocean by 2050 if we don't change things. And that's just a horrifying thought because we re- so much of humanity relies on our oceans and on, on fish for our survival, for eating. Um, but the other thing is that plastic pollution ends up, and this is why, for example, straws and six-pack rings are on that list of, of items to be banned because these kinds of items, when they end up in our waterways, or in the environment, we've seen the photos of them strangling wildlife. Um, camels and whales have been found um, starved to death with bellies full of plastic bags because they look like food in the desert or in the ocean. Um, these are the kinds of things that are the, the most urgent 
There are also problems with microplastics, and, and research is being done more and more on that. But when plastics go into the environment and break down, they become little tiny pieces that get ingested and move up through the food chain. It's still not clear what the impact is of that on human health, but there, there is evidence that there are impacts uh, of that kind of microplastic pollution on smaller organisms. And so I think it's just a ma matter of time before we discover what the impact is over time on humans. All right. Karen Worsig is with the group Environmental Defense. Karen, I really appreciate the discussion and the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Thank you very much.